Hey everyone, Mike here with the SysAdmin School, and I want to talk about LinkedIn. Now, this is a little different than some of my more recent talks where I've talked about technical things or things you need to look out for as being a SysAdmin. What I'm going to talk about here in regards to LinkedIn actually can apply to pretty much any profession uh, that, you, that you want, that you want to be in. So let's start off with, with what is LinkedIn? Well, if you don't know, LinkedIn is a social media platform for professionals and businesses. Now, Facebook has similar business-esque pieces to it, but LinkedIn is a little bit more geared toward the professional. It's not typically a place you're going to be posting the type of Facebook post that you get. You're going to be posting professional or business-related posts or things that relate to the industry you're in. And it's a place to also display your skills. It's a place to put your experience and your skills kind of like a little resume online that pretty much anybody can see. It's also a place you can look for a job. LinkedIn has an entire section and an entire mobile app dedicated to just searching for jobs. It's also a place that I have found great for, again, posting your information, your skills, and your experience to allow recruiters to find you and contact you. It's also a great way to find other people in your industry. You connect with one person and then you can connect with multiple others in your industry. So what is LinkedIn not? Well, first off, it's not Facebook. And this has been a huge controversy with a lot of people. If you spend any amount of time really on LinkedIn, there's a big controversy of people who post things that you would think are not quite professional or more geared toward Facebook. Most of the time, you'll get someone responding in the comments saying, please don't post this on LinkedIn. It's a professional forum. This is something more geared to Facebook. And then you have people responding to that saying, it's still a social media network. I'm in the camp of, I like the idea of LinkedIn being more professional. There's a lot of stuff. I typically don't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook just because of that, because there's a lot of unprofessional and fake stuff on Facebook. People post things, people repost things without fact-checking, and a lot of the things people post are false or wrong or incorrect. And I find that that's not always the case. Certainly sometimes that is the case, but it's not always the case with LinkedIn. LinkedIn certainly is a more professional network. It is definitely filled with more people in the industry posting studies, posting information, and other things that are more business-related than what you would get out of, say, Facebook. So my urge to you would be to keep posts professional uh, because expect that future employers will be looking at your LinkedIn profile. If you apply for a job, it's fairly typical now for HR professionals to go through and actually look at someone's Facebook account, whatever's publicly available, and their LinkedIn account, again, whatever's publicly available. So make sure that the stuff that you post and that you put out there is professional and something that you would want a recruiter or your potentially new boss or HR director to be okay to see. So why do we want to use LinkedIn? Well, 
I've spent a lot of time over the years kind of building up my LinkedIn profile. And according to LinkedIn, I have a pretty good profile. Feel free to check it out and let me know what you think. Um, but it's, in my opinion, it's a place to show off. Now, I'm not saying don't be completely arrogant about it, but it's a place where you can show off your skills, your talents, and your experience in whatever field you want to show off. So it's not a formal resume, but it's a really nice place to display all of your qualifications. And again, your experience, certifications, schooling, work experience, pretty much everything you put on a resume, you can put on LinkedIn for people to see. And you're not really like typical resumes. You're kind of bound by, ideally, you want to keep your resume one to two pages. You're not bound by that in LinkedIn. So in my opinion, when you're building up your LinkedIn profile, go for broke. Make Put as much information in your LinkedIn profile as you want because, again, the culture really is not to limit you on LinkedIn profile. Certainly have a one to two page resume available to send somebody upon request but most of the time i've had recruiters i've actually talked to who've looked at my linkedin profile and said they didn't need me to send them a formal resume because they got everything they needed off of my linkedin profile and my linkedin profile if i put all of that on a piece of paper it's going to be a lot more than two pages trust me so it's again great place to show off your work show off projects that you've done. I love, this is one of my favorite pieces of LinkedIn, is to actually show off projects that I've worked on. LinkedIn is also a good place for recruiters to find you. I kind of touched on this a little bit ago, but it, recruiters are constantly looking through Facebook. Um, I would say probably a quarter of my connections are technical recruiters looking for people to fill positions. Now, these recruiters can be great assets of yours, and they're always going to be looking out for a place where they can use your skills and your experience to fill a position or a need that a client may have. Now, some technical recruiters are really good at this, and they're really good at finding the right people for certain jobs. I get contacted by recruiters at least one to two times a month, if not more than that. But make sure when you do get something from a recruiter that you read the information fully and that you understand the job description and you make sure that you're qualified for it and that it's a good fit for you. Now, when I'm saying qualified for it, I'm not saying that you need to be the absolute expert best in your field. You need to understand and at least have a minimum experience and knowledge of what's required to do the job. You don't want to go in as a completely 100% green person who doesn't know half the stuff listed on job requirements. But if you go in and say, yes, I have experience with VMware, I have experience with Hyper-V, you can have experience with it, and you can have experience with it in your own home as a lab. You can have experience with it helping somebody or working with somebody as an intern. And then when you get that interview, that level of experience of what you have will come out and you can be 100% honest in that yes I have experience with Hyper-V I have experience in the sense that I've set it up in a home lab at home and I utilize it that way and learned with it I've also interned at this company which is on my resume saying that I have worked with Hyper-V during that internship 
So again, great place to throw out your experience and the technical knowledge that you have. Now, some recruiters actually work for the companies. I've had a few interviews. I've actually a few interviews. Times when the recruiters have contacted me and it's turned into an interview have been the times where the recruiter actually worked for the company. I'm not going to say the companies, but there's two separate times that I had recruiters from a company actually contact me through LinkedIn and present me with a job description. And both times the job description fit pretty well to what I enjoy doing and where I like my career to go. Um, so both of those actually ended up in an interview. One of them offered me a position, which I ultimately did decline. Um, just it, we couldn't match up where I, where I wanted to be. And the other one, uh, offered and a second interview. However, I declined the second interview because after the first interview, I realized there was going to be a lot more traveling with that job than I was prepared to do at that time. So I also turned that one down. But this really shows you that there's just tons of opportunities out there. I did not go looking for a job. I did not put out resumes. I did not contact people asking for a position. I just updated my profile continuously on LinkedIn. And then there's this new feature that's been, I think it's been there for a year or so now, where you can literally click and just say, tell recruiters that I'm open for opportunities. And you click that, let recruiters know you're open for opportunities. You keep updating and refining your profile and you will also be contacted by recruiters. I promise you. <laughs> now, LinkedIn, like I mentioned earlier, is also a great place to do job search. They have an entire site and an entire mobile app just dedicated for job openings, for job positions. And since LinkedIn is pretty synonymous with business now, it would only make sense that companies looking for qualified individuals are going to post their job openings on LinkedIn. Why wouldn't you? You have a literally limitless pool of potential candidates who are using LinkedIn. Now, aside from all the job aspects, the other thing that LinkedIn does for you is it it's a crazy amount of networking. There's a crazy amount of networking that you can do with LinkedIn. I honestly have more LinkedIn contacts than I have Facebook friends. And it's because I'm a little selfish when it comes to my LinkedIn contacts. And I will accept almost any LinkedIn contact. I have declined a few, but I will accept almost any LinkedIn contacts. And typically it's if, in my opinion, you are either going to be a benefit to me in the long run or could be a benefit to me in the long run or if I can be a benefit to you in the long run. That's how I decide if I'm going to accept your LinkedIn contact. Now, Facebook for me is a completely different story. If I don't know you, I am not accepting any sort of friend request from Facebook. However, like I said, LinkedIn, I may not know you, but I will accept your LinkedIn contact if you're in the same industry as me if you're a recruiter, or if you're into an industry that I'm excited about, or if you say a little message to me saying, hey, I'm looking to get into this industry, and I would love your feedback, your help, your connection. So again, what I was saying is it's it's kind of a selfish way that I look at my connections on LinkedIn, and as if in the long run, you're able to help me with something or benefit me, or if I'm able to benefit you, I will accept your LinkedIn connection. <laughs> 
And I don't mean that as in I'll benefit you because you're trying to sell me some software or something. I mean it as in a true give-take type of relationship between me and my connection on LinkedIn. That's kind of how I do it. Um, And as you network with more and more people, more and more people will pop up in your people you may know or connections you may know. And I've I've got a great story that I love. Um, Didn't expect anything out of it, but it just shows some of the people that you get connected with are pretty amazing. So I created a course years ago on Kemp VLM load balancers. We started using them at my company. Um, they were the they were the best option. They were the best option that we were looking for. We were trying to move away from Microsoft's built-in load balancer, which even Microsoft says you shouldn't use it, and trying to go to a more hardware-based load balancer. Now, hardware being virtual, just a separate appliance for load balancing. And we looked at a couple different options. Most of them were pretty expensive. We looked at Kemp. Kemp was, I don't think they were too new, but they were fairly new at the time. I downloaded a couple free trials. Uh, They give you a free 30-day trial. You can pretty much download a 30-day trial as much as you want from them, which is great. You just have to rebuild the VLM every 30 days. And I set it up for our website. I did some testing back and forth with it. Everything checked out great. So then when we changed our architecture we implemented these vlm load balancers so i got to learn a lot about them because i was the main kind of project lead in implementing those so i took that knowledge and i translated it into a course that i sell on my site uh, courses.thesysadmin.com i'm sorry i actually don't sell that course directly on my site anyway i created this course and it did pretty well it did okay i mean i would get maybe five, 10 new students a month, not huge, not crazy. So I was actually working on a, a problem with the Kemp's and I opened up a support ticket with them and I got to talking to one of their support technicians. And it was very funny. He said, you, your name sounds really familiar. I was like, okay. He's like, have we met? And I was like, I don't think so. And he said, did you create a course on... Kemp Low Bouncers. I said, yes, I did, actually. He said, that's hilarious. He goes, I took your course. He said, when I got hired at Kemp as a support technician, he goes, I found your course and I took it so I could be more familiar with the low balancers before I started my position. I was like, that is awesome. So I, we immediately connected up on LinkedIn. And when I connected up with him on LinkedIn, I started seeing more people that worked at Kemp Technologies. And I said, what the heck? And I saw the CEO and the CTO of Kemp. So I threw out some connection requests for them, basically gave them a nice little message, say, hey, I love your load balancers. I think they're great. We use them in my company. I didn't mention anything about my course. I just said, hey, I love your load balancers. Love to connect with you. And I, within a day or so, I received a confirmation from connecting with the CEO, the CTO, and then uh, within another day, I actually received another connection Uh, initiated by them from the CMO, the chief marketing officer. And basically his connection to me was, hey, uh, saw your course, love it. Um, We really think it's a great great idea that you did this. Love to connect with you. So in a couple days, I was able to connect with the CEO, the CTO, and the CMO of Camp Technologies, which I 
find really, really cool. I threw those connections out there, didn't expect to really get them to respond, but they did. And that, again, is great. And they did it because I reached out. I put myself out there with the course that I created and everything else that I put out there on my LinkedIn profile. A lot of it specifying that I work with Kemp's. So you never know who you're going to connect with, who you may connect with, or who may try to initiate a connection with you. And it's just that's the one thing I really love about LinkedIn is these constant connections you create with different people from around the world with different companies. I mean, I think right now, I think the the CTO for Kemp is in Germany. The CEO, I want to say, is in New York. Um, but I think in the United States, I think the CMO is also in the United States. But you just never know. And the more connections you get, the more you get to use LinkedIn's little uh, connections you might know feature, which I absolutely love. Because the more people you connect with, the more people it throws up there that you may know. One of the other features that they have that I really like also is the one of your connections can introduce you. So if you looked at LinkedIn, if you're directly connected with somebody, you're a first level. If a connection of yours is connected with somebody that you're not connected with, they're a second level because there's one person between you. And they give you an option to say, hey, so-and-so can introduce you to this person and that would allow you to go through one of your connections to make another connection so again i'm kind of rambling on about connections but i think it's an absolutely great feature that linkedin uses to help make all these different connections and i've certainly made connections over the years with people who have really helped me with my career with paths, with training, and a lot of other stuff that just help me professionally. So I'm always looking for those types of connections, and I'm always looking also for connections that I can help. So if there's something that I can do to help somebody who is looking to get in the field, I'd love to connect with you and see what we can do, what we can talk about, and what we can come up with to help you out in your career. So I mentioned before about bragging uh, when you create your LinkedIn profiles. And I think that this is this is kind of important. Again, don't be a jerk about it, but brag a little bit. Put a little bit of information out there about projects that you've worked on. I think this is one of the huge ones for me is projects I've worked on, especially high-profile, high-visibility-type projects. So if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you'll see that I list a lot of these projects. I think I have about 12 of them right now. And they're not, it's not every project I work on, but it's the ones that are high visibility that I feel that if a recruiter was looking at my LinkedIn profile, they would say, that's a really big project that he took on and accomplished. So those are the ones I love. Yeah, I'm not going to include the tiny little projects that I do where, you know, I created this PowerShell script to do this, unless that PowerShell script saves the company hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I explain in those projects why they're high visibility and why they are high impact to the company and that I accomplish them with little to no downtime, which is also an important piece is because that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants little to no downtime. And if I accomplish a project with little to no downtime, I love to list that on my LinkedIn profile. So one of the projects is, which I think is kind of my uh, shining glory project, is upgrading our voice over IP system. 
And the reason I say this is because the project went really well and it saved the company probably about fifty to sixty thousand dollars of professional services. So I myself, uh, pretty much by myself, I had some assistance with other people, but for the most part, I organized it, I planned it, and I executed it almost 100% myself. And this was upgrading a voice over IP um, PBX system to the newest version. And this was a major version jump, which is why this was so important, is it was a jump from 32-bit software to 64-bit software. So we went from Windows Server 2003 to Server 2008 R2 at the time. We completely were changing hardware. So we went from older hardware to brand new hardware because you jump from 32-bit, 64-bit, you have to do a complete reinstall of the operating system. So we purchased new hardware for this to live on. We were going from a completely different version of the client that runs for the end users to use and the software-based phone for the end users going from a completely different version. And we were also going from a completely different media server. So there's media parts, and you'll see all this in some of my other talks, but there's media go, go along with, with your VoIP traffic, and this upgrade changed how we were doing audio with our VoIP calls. And our contact center by no means, which is nice, is not 24-7. However, at the time that we did this upgrade, we had a window of about six hours that was about our window to cut everything over and deploy out the new software to all of our employees so again this was my kind of bragging that yes i planned out this upgrade i was able to execute this upgrade in this six hour time window with very little to no downtime at all and that was just partly because of all the planning and preparation that went into this upgrade. So, again, rambling on, but that's a great place to put your projects. LinkedIn is a great place to put projects that you're proud of, things that you've done in your company that you are proud of and that you think has improved the company, saved the company money or improved its infrastructure or really improved anything at all. Place those projects on LinkedIn and give as much detail as you can about those. Now, something else you want to consider as you're building up your LinkedIn profile is people can leave recommendations for you. And this is a great place for people who have worked with you to leave some kind of kind words about you that recruiters might see. So, I have, I think, one recommendation right now on my LinkedIn profile, and I need to probably go out and try to get some more, solicit some people to get to give me some recommendations on my profile. But this is basically just a quote from somebody that says, hey, I've worked with so-and-so. They're great at this, 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 and this. Would love to work with them again. Great person. Yada, yada, yada. These are great because they... They solidify the whole social kind of social reinforcement that, yeah, I can brag about myself on my LinkedIn page, but this person that I've worked with agrees with me and agrees with what I'm bragging about and that I'm a good worker and that I'm knowledgeable about the, the technology and the infrastructure that I work with. So recommendations are great. They're a little harder to get sometimes, but don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask a former boss, former colleague friend, 
to write a recommendation for you. Now, of course, don't ask anybody to lie. Don't have someone write a recommendation for you and have them lie on it about it. But get honest, good recommendations. It will really make your profile on LinkedIn stand out to recruiters. Because I'm sure plenty of people have nice things to say about you. Why not ask them to just put a recommendation on your LinkedIn profile for you? So really in conclusion with all of this I've talked about with LinkedIn, I really just want to say don't be afraid to put yourself out there and be open to talk to people. You have nothing to lose to talk to recruiters. You really have nothing at all to lose. The worst that can happen is you don't get selected for a job you want. The best thing that can happen is you get hired for your dream job. And that's really what it's out there. That's really what it's all about is be open to opportunities. Don't shy away from them. If a recruiter contacts you, take an honest look at the job description they're trying for. They want you, they, they're looking at you for, see if you're qualified. And if you are, tell them you're interested. Ask for that interview. Have a phone call with them. Have a video chat with them. Just put yourself out there and I guarantee you good things will happen. You may hit some bumps along the way, but good things will happen. And along with that, understand where you want to go in your career. I've spent years thinking about how I want my career to move and progress and which ways I want it to turn because there's just so many different things in systems administration and just technology in general that it's sometimes hard to determine where you want your career to go. Again, I've spent years trying to figure this out, and when I think I have it figured out, I see a new technology, or I work with a new technology, or I learn a new technology, and things change. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That keeps life exciting, that keeps your career exciting, and that's what keeps me excited about my career. It's what keeps me excited about systems administration is the constant change, the constant new stuff that I'm going to get to be involved with, that I'm going to get to learn, and I'm going to get to use. So with that, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please work on your LinkedIn profile. If you have any questions or any comments, feel free to leave them down. If you're watching this on my website, feel free to leave the comments down in the comment section below or contact me at MikeWalton1984 on Twitter with any questions you may have. I'll be happy to answer them as quickly as I can. And I would love to hear from you. So if you're looking to build up your experience in lab, I have a great ebook out there, the $400 lab. It's a book I wrote on creating a lab for less than $400. And it's a lab where you can build up Windows servers, Linux servers, anything you want to learn about it. So you can get that book completely free, $400lab.com. That's 400, the word dollar, lab.com. Download it, check it out, let me know what you think, um, and I'd love to hear any comments that you may have. So with that, I'll talk to you guys soon.